0: face you fucker no we can't no. get brian
1: face you don't get brian face this face is fucking high quality highly <laughs> oh distracting buddy. i've found that most guests just get a little uh distracted when i'm tongue-tied tongue
2: did,
0: did you have a <laughs> whack-off podcast where somebody was like <laughs> you can see you can't see what i'm doing it's usually Zeno. it's just <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a Uh, bummer i i thank you for that response though i was sure i was gonna get like a oh you know bandwidth wi-fi but instead i've got no (laughs) you do not get
1: this face (laughs) uh yeah no i just i just the honest answer is, I just don't have a camera set up on this computer. That's it. That's how sad. Like I know. Have you even heard of? He had like, to turn. No, no. He had
2: to turn a lever to turn it on, like, like those old school cars. This is this is like the second
0: PC that Bill Gates built by hand. <laughs> <laughs> Did you invest like twelve million dollars in a classic, like hand-built PC, and you're like, it's really, really cool and classic, and does? You know nerd shit, but also there's no keyboard or camera or screen or computing.
2: It's okay, just okay. two it's just two rabbit ears. That's you describe
1: <laughs> me as some sort of tech hipster, and fuck <laughs> you, because I see you wearing a blue Patagonia vest with <laughs> with like a river hat, and you're inside. So fuck oh, you. Or
0: oh, did you see my dry bag back there? Oh, just when I'm like a river trip. Oh, oh, whoops! Didn't mean to drop my mescaline in front of the camera.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we should do the drop. This is the Still Talking podcast, our irreverent distilling industry podcast with Colton, Brian, Zeno, and Johnny Jeffrey. You are in for Zeno today. C- can I can I give you a descriptor? I mean, I kind yeah, of did with the whole <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Jeffrey is <laughs> Johnny Jeffrey is a distiller science writer, river rafting aficionado, badass father, and serial co-founder of several prominent distilling organizations such as the Good Guy Distillers, Good Deed Spirits, and the Society of Spirit. That's you. Woo!
0: Thanks for that. Thanks for having mm-hmm. me. Love you guys. Yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to be a serial, still-talking co- ho- co-host. Ho- whatever.
1: Yeah, you've been on here several times. Have we ever actually published
0: no. an episode? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Zeno refuses. Uh, I am told Zeno will never allow a Johnny <laughs> Jeffrey podcast <laughs> to go public.
2: So we'll because, see how this goes. Yeah, I, I, think,
0: I think he thinks it's like your weird, nerdy computer fetish that for things that don't work that are hipster and that one day it'll be worth something. But really one day I'm just gonna beg him to sell them back to me so no <laughs> one can you know. I don't know. No,
1: it's gonna it's gonna be when you're running for political office. And you yeah, need no. to make sure they do no. not see the light of day.
0: Zeno. I'm running for alderman of a 30-person district in northern Washington. They can't find out who I am. If Cynthia gets a hold of this, I'm done. (laughs) Cynthia, the librarian, is so cold-hearted. Did you see what she said to those teachers? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, i I love i I love our future so uh anyway i guess we should talk about big big dreams big dreams right (laughs) until you run uh for alderman which you will get um yeah you were just on the river on the smith which with a bunch of distillers you had yourself a nice distillers retreat um Some of my favorite times at convention, my favorite stories are with you. Um, mm. I actually credit you with kind of the formation of the Society of Spirit, that uh, group that we've all started together because we were having a breakfast in Astoria. You, yeah. Timo Marshall, myself and Reed, uh, just having like a deep, like actually serious conversation. Like not like these podcasts, but an actual serious conversation about saw how much everyone was hurting, and then Reed and I were in the car for another like five hours after that, and that basically started the deal.
0: Um yeah. I I'm I'm happy to be at fault for that. Um, (laughs) being being a perpetually overcommitted, under delivering participant and co-founder of things. um, I love it when uh, when you land in a space where people are talking about what they need, what they are missing, what they're looking forward to, and that leads to something that fills that space. Um, and I, you know, I've been lucky enough to to be at tables and have those conversations a handful of times in my life, and I, this is one of them. I, you know, that was such that was such a important moment to me. Um, Because I feel like we heard some things from people that they don't get to say very often, uh, don't feel safe saying. And and then, you know, the Society of Spirit was a direct line from recognizing that the, the, you know, the organizations and the support structures that we have are missing some huge pieces. Tell me how
2: you helped somebody today. How did I help somebody today? Preferably in the society, but it could be... a stranger. I have
0: not um logged on today because uh this'll be news to you guys. Uh, Bentley Heritage has officially sold Woo! as of okay. this morning to Foley Family Wine Group. Um so I spent the day talking to my former Bentley employees about the offers we're receiving and the process that we're going through with onboarding with them. Um, and my attention has largely been focused on them and trying to make sure they're comfortable
2: saying what they need to say and asking what they need to ask about that process. The Foley seem like society, high society types. Did yeah, high society. Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> you know, like they get all of the hockey team owners together and yeah. hang out and <laughs> talk about the difficulties that they find in being, you know, that. They have their own discord. Yeah, totally. There's
2: a disco There's a
0: Discord channel for hockey team owners. God, I hope so. I just, you know, I go in the locker room and I don't feel like I'm a part of the team. And, um I put on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That.
0: Well, that's so, very exciting.
2: That only took a year. A year and a half, yeah. Year and a half. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We've been shut down since October, so nine, yeah. ten months of um walking around in rooms, bumping into walls and punching ourselves in the face. <laughs> Actually
2: I've been, you know, keeping busy
0: and I think most people have, but are you staying on? Um I can neither confirm nor deny the existence sure. of I'm not I'm not able to say I just got the offer an hour or two ago. I need to read it. I need to think about my life and what I want to be when I grow up. I an need alderman. to ask the we society. Am, I need to figure out where there's a desperate need for aldermen. I need to check with the society of spirit whether there's a budget for an executive at this point. We're going to do a survey. <laughs> 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 what should Johnny do with his life? This is a uh, binding survey. <laughs> please. Uh, I just made a note that I have two channels that I think we need that are one channel off the top of my head that we haven't started yet because we're dumb. Um, but please start the survey. I will.
1: I will. The, the channel we just started that uh, I love like more than anything right now, you haven't been nominated yet, but it was, it was Reed's idea. It was great. I think we talked about it in the last board call was basically the idea of distilling a practice, what you're most proud of, like what part of your process you're most proud of. Yeah. And so Colton, the idea basically is... Uh, we nominate someone to basically describe a part of their process they're most proud of, whether it's fermentation, whether it's maturation, doesn't matter. They talk about it, and then they nominate someone else in the group, and it's basically a way to take like snapshots of people's processes and what they're proud of, what they've learned from, and it's like these cool little slice of life business distilling stories. And I'm I'm really enjoying.
2: It. I love that. I haven't read them yet because uh, oh
1: yeah, you'll be nominated soon.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> You're not allowed to read them until you're nominated,
1: right? We locked that fucking channel down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't want anyway. it to help anyone. Anyway. Yeah, uh, good, ahead.
0: good. Ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was, I was going to say, I'm sure you're tired of talking about <laughs> Bentley Heritage and the long history and stuff. But how much? Do you, I don't know if you've had a chance to kind of share what Bentley Heritage was, what it was supposed to be, and kind of what happened.
0: Like, do you want to talk a little about that story? Because I know it was a
1: massive undertaking. You put a lot of your life
0: yeah. into yeah it was huge uh I got my first call from a headhunter looking for someone with whiskey background in November of twenty thirteen uh when I was still at death's door spirits and I ended up consulting for three years remotely from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and like all of that part of it you know there there was a lot before I took a full time job and sort of picked the whole thing up but yeah, um it began as a project of um you know a gentleman who uh grew up in a small town in rural nevada and he wanted to he had a passion for reusing old buildings rather than letting them get knocked down to put up a new building and you know park an amazon warehouse in it or whatever um And so what he had come up with was using a mill building that had been built in 1906 uh, to put a a single malt whiskey distillery in. Uh, And I was, I think, the second or third call for help um, from people in the industry. Rob Masters and I partnered on that for years. He deserves so much credit for, you know, he and I spent, endless hours together agonizing over numbers and business plans um for years uh really until like 2017 we worked together and then in in 2016 uh they offered me a full-time job um it is a state operation so we had to find grain that would grow in the high desert we had to f- you know figure things out like heritage corn varieties from the high desert in mexico grow reasonably well there but you still have to harvest it at 18%. How nerdy do we get here? Sorry. Oh, um, keep going. You're doing great. Okay, cool. I might have this like a 10-minute ten, ten sidebar, everyone. Corn genetics. Um, you know, e- even though it's a high desert, you know, mountain-cultivated corn, um, it still wants longer than the growing season that you get in the high desert. It wants more heat. It wants more sun. So – you know up in these alluvial soils you get to day 90 and most of the time you're within two you know two days to a month of the first rainfall and the or you know like fall precipitation and the second water hits that soil it all turns to clay and you can't put a combine on it so there's this like tiny little bandwidth for getting the corn to dry out enough that the combine won't make corn mush out of it and get it into (laughs) silos. But then it's so high moisture you have to blow air through it or it'll grow mold. You know, there were a million, billion cool challenges like that. Um, We foraged for plant materials to go into gins. Um, We built the single malt distillery. We built another distillery that made bourbon, rye, gin, and liqueurs. Um, We built you know, temperature controlled Rick houses, uh, with humidity because at 4,800 feet and ambient, you know, 15% average humidity around, um, you know, we were going to be producing empty barrels if we, you know, left them in there. So, um, there's a tasting room. Um, we made beautiful, beautiful things. Uh, but the Bentleys at one point, uh, decided that they needed to move on. Um, and, you know, they decided to sell it in January of 2022. Is that okay. right? Yes, it is 2023. Yep. Um, I was, you know, master distiller and then general manager, and then they announced the sale and it took a year and a half to sell it. And uh, now the, the Foley Wine and Spirits Group now, it's their first distillery acquisition. They've been buying wineries and um, hotels and restaurants and all the things and um are right now rena- are they going to rename it yes it will not be bentley heritage that name <laughs> goes away i'm not clear what the name is what the plan is at this particular moment
2: um but uh tomorrow and johnny jeffrey's estate distillery probably not <laughs> <laughs> make, that of oil. Of, make that part <laughs> of your
0: negotiation
2: yeah. it
0: has to be named after me and yeah um you know listen i'm super proud of it it's beautiful um, it was designed to be, you know, epic, and it really is. Um, the the whiskeys, you know, there's f- almost four thousand barrels of whiskey in there. It's, I'm, I'm proud of all of it, and um, you know, it's a strange, strange time.
1: Yeah, I mean, you were there at its inception, all the way to now, the transition. Yeah. Oh, I it's am- reversed. It is re- There you go, Colton. You're such an optimist. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for sharing that. I've I've heard almost everyone I've talked to that visited the facility called it a cathedral to distilling.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like we had design architects involved early on, and sort of worked with them. um, You know, really great, interesting design architects. So, like, there are you know there are elements of the facility that specifically are are in are are built into these you know, production plants to evoke, you know, experiences, right? Like Frank Lloyd Wright was a huge fan of like bringing you into a space, then walking you through a compressed space and then opening up and having you sort of gasp in wonder at the open space that you had just, you know, emerged into. Um, We use that concept in some of the spaces, the, you know, beautiful Forsyth single malt stills are behind giant, you know 15 foot tall windows in the tasting room where you watch them run and you know the distillers fish bowl away and pretend like they don't see you on the other side of the glass (laughs) the
2: best (laughs) the best part of distilling yes, (laughs) yeah yeah being scrutinized while you (laughs) sit there i like when people judge how i turn valves
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like having to worry about where my pants are going to land when I bend over to grab that
2: valve. And yeah, ah, uh, that's why we've instituted a no pants policy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and at Colton's place, he only bends at the waist. There's no pants.
0: Yeah, yeah, pants. yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's only yoga pants and leggings. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, yeah, pants. for safety. Only leggings. Okay, I want to transition a
1: little bit because we've talked a lot about the facility, what you've done the last few years. You also do... Like you're known for the academic side as well, you have a background in education in distilling and uh, all the everything that goes into it. You've written white papers. You've done um, you've done a lot of writing on the scientific aspects of distilling. Is that something you still are pretty passionate about? Like what's what's your involvement there and in, regarding the academic side of distilling?
0: Yeah, Um I am lucky to have, you know, yeah, been involved in some publications and worked with super smart people um, teaching workshops and classes. Uh, you know, for the past, I don't know, in the past year, I, I think the thing of most significance that I've done along those lines was um, I was really happy to be able to build kind of the production side of a one on 101 course for um, ACSA. And, you know, I was kind of handed a big chunk of that this year. And that felt good because even though previously it was, you know, people that I deeply respect and appreciate, the, the three of us or whatever the group on the production side had just never really figured out how to make something coherent out of the, you know, the production side of it. And this year um, I was able to just kind of start to finish that and then um you know just to talk a little bit of smack here put together like 120 slides and then at the last minute Nicole Austin walks in and is like oh I'll just read (laughs) off your slides while we present um it was hilarious and it worked great and she you know she was fantastic but it it felt more coherent uh in terms of like writing projects and stuff I, I don't have any bandwidth right now I um I I keep really wanting to, I think in the society of spirit, um, um, server, I created, you know, like a publications channel and am really, really hoping that I can do things like say, Hey, there should be one of these. And I put an hour of work into it. Who's going to like help me drag this along. We haven't really gotten there yet, but I, you know, I think there are holes in the publication for like, you know, like, day one through day 300, you know, like, calculation and production manual notebooks, you know, like, people don't know the calculations they're going to be doing 38 times a day easily in six months, they generally people are working them out. And then, you know, either they either they build calculators out of Excel spreadsheets, or they just do it on their phones. But like, I I really want there to be less of a gap for people coming in, in terms of, you know, you walk into your new job on the distilling on the production floor and you learn how that particular operation has figured out how to calculate all of the things they need to know. And then, you know, that way. And if you're going to learn a different way, you're either going to get a different job or you're going to talk to people who do it differently differently. I, I think standardizing some things, giving people coherent tools is like a good project for us to take up. Right, Colton? Can you start it
2: now? One one hour of work, you're saying? That's how much I've put in so far. I've got like a, the first two pages of a notebook with a bunch of chicken scratch bullshit. I'll write the equation for proof gowns to wine gowns, but so, I know nothing beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> What's a grains?
0: Yeah. <laughs> what what does a vegan zombie eat
2: oh, oh. is
0: this a dad joke Greens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm gonna do that to the kids they are
0: gonna be so pissed
2: i assume that was in your one-on-one slide deck
0: <laughs> i think it's always open with a joke in there oh i i slipped one and i'd absolutely put one in there um, what did the police officer say when he walked into the distillery? What did he say? Copper. <laughs> 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 oh, I, hate oh. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. doesn't make a sound. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Publication.
2: Writing stuff.
1: I like it. I like it. I like the idea, especially of handing it over to
2: Colton. I mean, <laughs> if you guys want nothing done, you hand it on over. I'm ready. <laughs> you,
0: You know how this goes, Brian. You reach out. I say, I totally want to write an article for the magazine. <laughs> then I tell you to bug me in a month because I'm totally going to forget. And then you bug me in a month and I tell you I can't do it oh my god no it
1: works out great because i there's so many good articles that have been published in your column that doesn't have your name (laughs) attached to it because it's like oh i have this spot set aside for johnny oh well he's fucking busy hey nicole (laughs) and just like with the 101 nicole steps in she writes something up i've even had colton write something it was was I,
0: i did it in your name
1: so. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not entirely.
0: <laughs> he writes How all my I'll to clutch to together an article in under 15 minutes by John <laughs> Jeffries <Scott, laughs> and Chat GPT, please write something in
1: the voice of Brian Christensen. Make it supremely <laughs> offensive. <laughs> that, totally. No, that, I mean, this is a total tangent, but you've got me thinking about it now. I've been thinking about AI a lot. Because Mm. of the publishing side, like Mm. I haven't, we haven't made a statement yet, but at some point on the publishing end, we're going to update like our style, style guide to basically give criteria on how and when you can use it. Cause like, we're kind of weird and old school. I don't want AI written content, but also as a tool, it can be really useful for like proofreading, editing. There's some things there that I want to leave the
0: door. So just
2: your job. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I am so writers to continue.
1: <laughs> do you not understand that my goal in most things is to fucking outsource myself and just make myself completely irrelevant
0: to any situation? Now we do at Artisan Spirit Mag believe that that AI is useful for publishing magazines, editing them, and soliciting <laughs> uh, <laughs> soliciting funds.
2: We do not believe <laughs> yeah. that any of the content. Yeah, that our free content creators. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you asked? Have you asked Chat GPT how to distill? Oh in, my god! In, I haven't in, in 40 words or less, or whatever your columns are. That's oh, a really good god. idea.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, I've got a, I've got a week from today. To when we publish this episode. I'm going to do that and then we'll put it in the show notes.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm doing it right now. I'm going yes. <laughs> oh um, You know, on Good Guy Distillers, the on the Facebook page, uh, someone just posted today an article that was written mentioning someone in our industry who is yes. a, a blender and yep. just Wild bullshit article with false information, you know, pr- with a pretend company that doesn't exist in that person's name. Really weird.
1: I read it. It was a full promo PR, like, listicle type article that like the um the ai are really good at putting together they're obviously full of bullshit because they just do data scraping and they just look for keywords they plug it in and with supreme confidence which is also like you know again that's why i need out name um but they put it together and then they publish it and it's it's nearly autonomous and it's all about my understanding is like it's it's great for seos it's great for click-throughs it's just like you put thousands of those out and you get enough people clicking on it it's bizarre though but yeah that article was insane it, there was no it, it was incoherent yeah it, it didn't make any sense but like yeah. it had words in it that were yeah. attributed to that person Wait, yeah.
2: this is the, this is the article i wrote and posted on the good guys Facebook page we're talking about <laughs> Why is it in my name Colton? <laughs> God, no, no
1: Colton the punctuation was much better. <laughs> oh.
0: um, I did Almost just punch yeah. into chat GPT please tell me how to distill and I got to tell you I could cut and paste that into my 101 course and it <laughs> would be more coherent and concise than what I fucking
2: spent hours that, agonizing over. Better dad joke. Better no dad, dad joke. <laughs> should I ask it for a dad joke? Yeah. Yes, that's oh. how we should sign off. Okay, I'll leave that sitting there then.
1: Yeah. Uh chat, P- chat GPT dad joke.
0: <laughs> oh, it just scraped an old one. Didn't even make <laughs> one.
1: Oh, what a letdown. <laughs> so, Stupid. AI w- AI gets a 1 for distilling, uh a 0 for joke writing. So.
0: Yeah,
2: that. So the Hollywood writers can breathe easy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you dummies. Yeah, I love you too. Do you want the stupid dad
0: joke? Yes, obviously. Yes? Yeah. We can always cut know. it and
2: edit a good one in later.
0: Okay. read right uh, by an AI. Why don't scientists trust atoms?
2: Because they make up everything. <laughs> I think that's very clever. No, it's not.
0: Uh, What uh, what are Mario? What are Mario's overalls made out of? Adams. Nope. Denim. (laughs) Denim. Denim.